What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. Today, I am joined by my brother, uh, Josh Shortshaft Primo. (laughs) (laughs) What a fucking dick. (laughs) It was was totally supposed to be long (laughs) shaft. You fucked me again. (laughs) (laughs) And not in a good way. Uh, it, uh, for those that are wondering, they're like, what the fuck's going on right now? So we have a pre-show segment that Patreon uh, supporters get access to. And Josh wanted me to call him by his new nickname, quote unquote, Long Shaft. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm totally going with the short shaft here. <laughs> <laughs> but you said Long Shaft, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> But today, this is the final episode as a part of our War Movies in Review series that we've been doing throughout the entire month of July. We have done four movie reviews. Uh, We've done Saving Private Ryan, The Patriot, Braveheart, and Lone Survivor. And it all concludes with our top 10 rankings episode, which is what we're here to do today. Uh, Josh has his top 10. I have my top 10. And if you're new to the genre series top 10 uh, episodes, here's how they work. So basically, we both got our own top 10s. Uh, Throughout the entire month, we have been watching nothing but war movies, uh, good and bad, mostly bad. But there were some good ones. And we rank 10 of those that were the best. And if we did not watch it, we cannot rank it in our rankings. It has to have been watched this month so we get it a more accurate rankings for everybody. Now you can rank them however you want. You can rank them what you think are the best, or you can rank them by uh, which ones you'd rather watch first or which ones your favorites, uh, whatever. It's just, it has to be the top 10 best. It doesn't matter what kind of, which way you go with that. So I am so excited to do this. I, I, I'm more, I don't know if I'm more excited to do this list this rankings, or if I'm just done with the series altogether. What about you, Josh? Done with the series, sir. <laughs> it's me, just, I want to watch some different shit. Right? Rambo's coming up next week. For real. You know, it was so bad that I needed to change up that Rachel was watching a rom-com, and I sat there and watched it. <laughs> which, uh, which one was that? I don't know. It has Meryl Streep and... Uh, Tommy Lee Jones in it. Uh, I don't know what the one. I don't know what that one is. You know, some of our yeah, I, one of our Patreon supporters was like, "Hey, y'all to do a romantic comedy uh, genre series." I'm like, "Man, doing four of those reviews would be fine. I could do four movies, romantic comedies, with you, Josh. I think that'd be hilarious." The issue. Thank you. <laughs> the issue is, if we go by the general way that we do genre series which is that's all we watch throughout the entire month there's no fucking way that i can watch 20 30 romantic comedies in one month i just i can't i can't do it can't do it i'd be struggling man i would just say uh, i'd pick 10 movies and be like yeah these were the top ones <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i wouldn't mind doing like a random review of a romantic comedy i i think that'd be some great uh content it'd be hilarious uh, but oh, I don't know if I could do. I don't know if I could do a series. I don't know. Now, you, you know what's so funny about that movie that I watched with Meryl Streep? 
you would expect her to knock it out of the park, and then you would look at Tommy Lee Jones and be like, hmm, it's probably going to be shitty. It was the total exact opposite. So Tommy Lee Jones knocked it out of the park, and Meryl Streep was like shitty, like the first movie she ever acted in. You ever seen that movie uh, River Wild with her in it? Yeah, see, it, it was nothing like that, man. It was a. Uh, I didn't think she did a good job at it, but Tommy Lee Jones was the bomb in it. Wow, he's hit and miss. He really is. Oh yeah, he is. So uh, we're kind of off track here. So let's jump back into the war movies interview. Uh, and before we jump into the actual rankings that we're going to give out, uh, if you like what we're doing here and you want to be a creator slash producer of surfing the stream or the two game podcast, or we have two other podcasts that we have with Patreon animation nation and the wall of death podcast, which are a, which, which is a uh, anime review podcast and a music review podcast. Uh, if you like those options, then go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. We have a $5, $10 and a $20 tier. Support us at any of those tiers and you get access to uh, things like our pre-show segment. You get uh, bonus episodes each and every month. It, you Number of things that you can get by just going to patreon.com slash two game. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsay Humble. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. <clears throat> Now, before I jump into our to into this episode, I just want to get your general opinion of how you felt going into the series, Josh, and then coming out of it. Shout out how you feel. Like, how was your mood going into it, and then how is that different than what you feel like right now? And I was pumped up. I was ready to see some shit go down. I was let down. I never realized how many awful war movies there were, either acting, special effects, the CGI, the storylines. There were so many more bad movies than I ever thought possible for war movies. So I went from a high to a very low, low. This is very reminiscent of my 90s action movies in review series that I did back in November of last year. Was it November or December? I can't remember. One of the two. I I remember going into that series. I was like, dude, the fucking 90s action movies were dope. Like, I'm going to have so many movies to watch. I, I won't have enough time to do it. And then you watch like four or five and you're like, bruh, like these are fucking terrible. Like what's going on here? Like, the acting is bad. The dialogue is bad. Everything's just bad. And the action is very little. So like you, Josh, coming into the series, super stoked for it. Because, I mean, if you look at the the top tier movies, which I don't want to name them off the top of my head because uh, I don't want to give away my rankings just yet. But if you look at like the top tier movies in the war genre, you're like, oh, shit, dude, there's gonna be some damn good movies, you know? But when you actually start going and and watching a bunch of these back to back to back, you start to realize just how bad some of these movies are. Now, the one thing with war movies is there's this there's this fine line between building characters, giving those characters development in the movies, and giving us action set pieces. 
And a lot of these movies could not, you know, teeter that line very much. They would either spend too much time developing the characters or giving us slow moments that it really, you know, just bogged down the movie or they went action heavy and it was just exhausting to watch it because I mean, that's all you're getting is repeated scenes of, of action. So I'm kind of the same, but with you super excited to, to start it. And now I'm just, uh, I'm done. I'm, I'm glad to be done with it. It's still not as bad as nineties action in review. I feel like that was the worst series that I've done up to this point. Uh, horror in review is still, is still my favorite. You know, I think part of the reason these movies kind of disappointed on some levels is, you know, a lot of these movies were based on true events. And then you see the movie, you've researched it a little bit to see, and, you know, they either followed that line and stayed true to events, or they kind of mentioned the true events, but Hollywood had just left on it. Mm-hmm. There, there was no in-between on these movies. It was either it followed like it's supposed to happen, or it was out in left field. I absolutely agree with you. Now... <clears throat> Before we also before we jump into the rankings, I just want to know what what are some movies that just missed the cut for you? Like they were good, but they just did not really meet the mark, and it was just you found ten better than this one. I'm gonna go ahead and throw you out there on Thirteen Hours, sir. That did not make the cut. What? Thirteen Hours did not make the cut. I I am shooketh. I am com- wow. Wow. I did not like the way they portrayed the soldiers that or I'm going to say soldiers. They were the hired help. Mm-hmm. I did not like the way it was portrayed. I mean, this is based on true events because it says in the very fucking first scene, based on a true story. And the way they just set it up, man, aggravated me. So you to the you, point you, where I couldn't add it. But it it's a damn I mean, it's a good movie. But it's a standalone movie. I don't think it should be classified too much as a war movie. Fair enough. So you you agree with me that it doesn't feel authentic? Yes, man. It was a uh, very Hollywoody. Very, very. I just don't think they portrayed the soldiers that went over there very well in that movie. Uh, if you're looking for a damn action movie that's kind of truish then that would be a good watch. But other than that, I didn't like it. Wow. Well, I got to tell you, uh, 13 hours is on my list. <laughs> uh, ooh, this, well. this is good. This is going to be a spicy, spicy episode, I have to say. Yes, sir. What, so, what was one that didn't make your list? Uh, I, have, I have three that I was contemplating putting on here, but it just, it just missed the mark. There, uh, let's see, I think one of them you can find on Netflix as Defiance. It's a completely different type of war movie. It's not your traditional, you know, uh, World War II movie where they're just Americans versus the Nazis. It's, it's just not like that. It's, you know, they're in, what, what are they? Uh, they're, they're, they're Russian, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Russians. And then the, uh, the Germans are coming and killing all the Jews. I mean, Hello, World War II. Uh, and they're trying to escape. And it's basically just an escape movie. They're trying to stay alive. And they go against the, 
the Nazis at the very end. And there's some war scenes here and there, and there's some great action sequences, but it's kind of slow in the middle. It's real, real slow burn of a movie. So that's why I didn't make the cut. Uh, American Sniper did not make the cut, and Flags of Our Heart. Oh, really? Uh, my issue with American Sniper is it feels like a collection of scenes, and that's the only thing that I do not like about that movie, and that's why it did not make the cut. It just it doesn't it doesn't feel cohesive when you watch it. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, that's good. It's not as great as everybody says it is, but it's it's good." And each time that I've watched it. It just, it's kind of gone down my list. And then Flags of Our Fathers, it, that was like one of the first movies that I watched. And it, it's good. It's just not as good as as everything else. Oh, man, I can't. I'll have to argue that one in a minute. <laughs> I'll have to argue that one in a minute. Now, some uh, other movies that just did not make the cut, but they're, they're somewhat good. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge is good, but you got to get past the first hour. Tears of the Sun... I don't know if that's a war movie. I mean, there's some action sequences in it, and it's based on "quote unquote" true events. But I don't think that's I don't think that's a war movie. Uh, Enemy at the Gates. You get past the first hour and try to figure out what the fuck that movie's about, then the second half is great. But who who the hell knows what happens in the first half of that movie? Because none of it makes any sense. Dude, I love the second half of that movie, but you're very correct i did not know what the fuck was going on in the beginning so it didn't make the list but damn that last hour is great oh it's great i mean it's, it's completely different than any of the other movies that we've watched i mean who who would who who could make a like a really good like sniper versus sniper movie and make it like interesting i mean they made a, a very good sniper versus sniper movie in the second half it was the first half eh, not so much yeah yeah well, i got one that didn't make it uh, you, you ever walk in town and, and, and see this guy wearing a, uh, it's a hat, but it's missing the top of it. So it's really like not a hat. It's just a visor. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, God dang, that dude's douchey as fuck. He's like over here. Oh, I'm wearing a hat, but I'm not wearing a hat, bitches. <laughs> Pearl Harbor is still that movie in that hat. <laughs> I hated every minute of that. So, and I didn't even finish it. I was like, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. So here are my thoughts on Pearl Harbor. I don't think it's a good movie. I think I, I think I ended up giving it like two stars. I, I finished it and it's not going to be a movie that I ever watch again. I mean, it's, it's not as bad as everybody says it is, but it's also not good. Some of the acting is horrendous in that movie, but that like what 30 minute span of the bombing of Pearl Harbor is some great action sequences. Yeah. I'm not sitting through two hours of douche to watch 30 minutes of, of something else. I absolutely agree with you. And then I just don't understand the whole love triangle thing. I mean, she, she wants to be with this dude because it's, it's his baby and he dies and, Oh, I'm just going to settle for this other dude. He's okay with it. My bruh, she didn't want you. <laughs> and this might be, a, <clears throat> it'd be a surprise, you know, that she bangs her friend's boyfriend. I mean, like on that whole island, that's all you could find. Right? That's the one guy you fall in love with? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, so I absolutely agree. I'm, Pearl Harbor. I'm not gonna shoot. I'm not gonna shoot my shot, but they were banging beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> also, some movies that I just didn't care for. Uh, Midway. I thought it was. I mean, it's okay, but it's not really worth investing time in, in my opinion. Uh, and Dunkirk. No. I'm willing to give Dunkirk another shot, but watching it the first time, I was bored the fuck out of my mind. Yeah, I'm not a. Uh... I'm not getting down with that one, sir. And then the movie that I hated the most, Apocalypse Now. I absolutely hate that movie. I watched it for two and a half hours because I was supposedly told the ending is phenomenal. The ending is great. Not phenomenal. I would say good. The ending is good. Compared to the rest of the movie, it's phenomenal. But that ending is only like four or five minutes. So I watched two and a half hours to get five minutes of good ending, and it was the complete waste of my life. I I don't no, no help taking the pills. <laughs> oh, that makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah, talk about my short shaft. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, throw one down here that you might be surprised. Full Metal Jacket did not make it. Ooh, I'm I'm not surprised from our conversations that we've had. Uh, it made my list, sir. I, that does not surprise me at all, sir. I just, uh, <clears throat> man, the first 45 minutes is badass. Love it. After that, after you get to the point where she says, I won't say what she says, but you know, she makes that reference about being for five dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get me on video saying that. <laughs> and the other one, man, Hamburger Hill. I had read so much about that being just a phenomenal movie. Best there is. I thought it was pretty horrible. I did not find any redeeming qualities that I would tell anybody to watch that movie over. I, I skipped it. I skipped it. I skipped a bunch, actually. You kind of turned me off on a bunch of them. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so all in all, I ended up watching, I think, 20 movies. Uh, what about you? Yep, that's what I got on it. 20, sir. All right, sir. Let's do this. This is our top 10 best slash favorite war movies of all time. Uh, Josh, my list, my rankings, I did based off of which ones would I watch first out of any of the war movies i'd watch this one over this one and i would go down my list and the number one is obviously the movie that i would go to first in my war movies what about you did you rank it like that or did you rank it what you think is the actual best i ranked it as to me the best war movie that i would watch over so let's say my top movie it's going to be the best movie that I think there is out there on war. Okay. And then it'll go down to the second best war movie, but then it starts getting toward, I'd say, six through ten. Better to watch. Probably wouldn't watch it again. Uh, this guy says, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> well, your audio is cutting in and out. Uh, so so mine, 
my top four are completely it's a, it's a head and shoulders above everything else. And then let's see five is by itself and then or five and six are by themselves and then everything else is i mean i'd watch it again but i'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it yeah that's kind of about about the way i would do it on mine all right so i'll go first a little bit better at number 10 i have full metal jacket we've already talked about this uh, a little bit and i'll give you the reason why it's on my list so originally, I didn't have this in my top 10. I, I think it's a tale of two halves. I think the first half, the first 45 minutes to an hour is incredible. It's, it's phenomenal. Absolutely love it. Uh, the second half, I really just disliked. There's about 20 minutes in there that I was like, oh, dude, this is, this is bad. This is dragging so hard. But then it was like the last, I don't know, 30 45 minutes or, or something like that that the movie really shot back up for me and that's really what kept it in my top 10 uh the the camera work and direction are impressive uh i love the score love the soundtrack and i love how this movie just showcases how someone can be uh desensitized by by war and i, I think they do a great job of that i think there's some some hidden meanings that you can take away that if you actually like pay attention to the movie, you can take a lot of different stuff away from the movie, which is what made this movie number 10 for me is that extra, that extra little stuff, that little depth to the story. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I mean, I just 45 minutes is awesome. That's a separate movie from the back half. I, just, I agree with you on that. That's why I never made my list. Now, if you want to hear my official review of Full Metal Jacket, I did that as a bonus episode for our Patreon supporters. So go to patreon.com slash two game and support us at any of those tiers and you get access to that bonus episode for Full Metal Jacket. What's your number 10, sir? My number 10 is Hurt Locker. Uh, overall, it was a decent movie, man. It seemed to draw, uh, draw on and on, uh, certain times throughout the movie where I think they just, oh, we need to fill the seat a little bit longer. So we're going to add this into it. Uh, at certain points, man, I don't know. Some of it was a little unbelievable, but some of the action scenes they had in there with the diffusing of the bombs and the, uh, you know, the lookout made me think that may be a good representation of how it was for somebody that disassembled IEDs all the time. Mm -hmm. So overall, I thought it was a good movie. It just needed, uh, some of the acting was, eh. but my biggest problem was the conflict between the black guy and the white guy and how they just kept it on and on and on. And that's why it, it was a toss up between this and, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Thirteen hours. Yeah. On making the top ten, it was in between them two. So Hurt Locker is not on my list. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch that movie. I've seen it before. I do like that movie, but you know, rules are rules. I didn't watch it in the month of July, so I can't include it in my rankings. So I, I will agree with Josh. That movie is actually pretty good. Uh, but I will echo those sentiments of of what you found with issues with it. 
Number nine for me, sir, 1917. Did you get a chance to watch that movie? Oh, you got to... There was a bunch of them that I watched all together. They're really shitty, so you'll have to. Uh... <laughs> this was the uh, this was the movie with the long take. I'm sorry, the long take. Yeah, long take. You don't know anything about long, do you? Nah, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Short shaft. <laughs> this guy's trying to fucking kill me on my damn nickname. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, so basically the movie looks like one long take or actually it's actually two long takes so there's not like cuts in the scenes it's just it's like one long scene no are you gonna finish yeah i finished oh oh, okay this was my rebuttal spot no i did not see that then okay well that's why it's at number nine uh it's directed by sam mendez it was released in 2019 i gave it four stars uh i'm just a sucker for long takes in movies uh Josh will disagree with me, but in uh, True Detective, there's a long take towards the end of that season that is one of the best long takes ever. Is just incredible choreography. And the same thing with this movie. I think the choreography is just fantastic. Love the long takes. I think the score is one of the best scores that I've ever heard. Uh, it's so incredible that it actually amplifies or elevates uh, a few different scenes and builds tension really, really well. Uh, but there are some parts that really drag in that movie. It just, it slows down to a crawl. And that's one of the issues why that movie got hung back a little bit. Originally, this was in my top five. When I, when I first watched it, I was like, dude, I fucking love this movie. And then I started watching some other movies and I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. So yeah, I put it at number nine, almost did not include this in my top 10, but it's at number nine. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it then, because uh, I don't remember that. I got number nine, sir, Flags of Fathers. Oh. Our Fathers, I believe. Flags of Our Fathers? Yes. It made the the list, because uh, I, I thought it made a different approach to war movies. Uh, it really put PTSD uh, on the front line in the whole movie, and you kind of looked through the eyes of the uh, you know the soldiers that they were uh, talking about in this movie and how differently the war affected each one of them uh, i do think the movie could have been a bomb ass movie if it would have had a bigger budget uh especially with the uh fight scenes and such but i think it was just such a great movie just because of the underlying message Hmm. I I gotta say there there was I can't remember the specific reason why this did not make my list. I want to say it just it felt super slow, and that was the the main issue that I had with the movie. Um, let's see. Uh, I I think they had some great acting and writing, and like you said, they put PTSD on the forefront, and that was really refreshing to kind of see that being showcased more in a movie. Uh, I love the initial landing at the beaches. That was a great action sequence. Uh, but the rest of the war scenes were just, were just okay, in my opinion. And the movie looked absolutely great, aside from a couple of shoddy CGI moments. Uh, but overall, I thought, I thought it, it's a good movie. So if you're, in the middle, if you're in the mood to watch a decent war movie, I, I, I completely agree with Josh. It, it's worth watching. 
Uh, but at, to me, it felt really slow at times, and that's what kind of pushed it out of my top ten. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I would watch over and over. But if you're looking just for a good little war movie to watch, I mean, it, it would it would be a good one-timer. Fair enough, sir. So, number eight for me, We Were Soldiers. Came out in 2002, directed by Randall Wallace. I gave it three and a half stars. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, well, you gave these last two movies four stars, and now you're giving us three and a half stars? Like I said, these are the movies that I would watch first. It's not necessarily it's the better, quote-unquote, movie or the film, better film. It's just which I enjoy more. So three and a half stars I gave it to it. Um, some of the issues that I had with it, there's some pacing issues. I feel like it needed some more times with some of the – needed more time with the uh, individual soldiers. It kind of lacked character development and maybe not care for the characters a whole lot. Uh, and I feel like they had some, you know, roll your eyes type dialogue. And to me, that's what holds that movie back from being incredible. The action sequences are absolutely fantastic. It's some of the best action sequences that I've watched in any of the war movies. I think they do a great job of show, showcasing like chaos and actual war. Uh, to me, it's one of the best. If you're, if you're going off of just war scenes, this is one of the best movies. And while the first, what, hour is, it's good. It's just a lot, it's a lot of buildup. It's a lot of character development, and it's kind of slow. Uh, but that's what holds it back for me is the, the dialogue and, and the, the pacing with the, the characters and whatnot. I completely disagree with everything you said. Besides yeah. the, it was a badass action war scenes i mean you can't you don't when when they're in the battle you can't tell who's getting hit and you don't really care for them because they're not giving you anything all they're doing you, all they're doing is giving mel gibson time he's the leader that's who you're looking through the eyes of the leader and what and, a leader has to go through what's on his shoulders all the guys that's under him you get the development into you know that one character where he's the young lieutenant that's just had a baby born and he doesn't want to go over there because of his baby. And, you know, you just get that from Mel Gibson that he has all that on his shoulders while trying to keep as many of his guys alive as possible. But he knows that a good portion of them are not coming back. I'm not saying that Mel Gibson is a bad character in the movie. He's, he's the best part of that movie for better or for worse. Uh, it's the other characters in that movie that I have an issue with. They do a great job of developing Mel Gibson's character. Everybody else, they do not. Sam Elliott, uh, one of the best parts of the movie, by the way. Yes, yes, I agree with that. And and I agree it could use some development on certain areas, but, I mean, it's not a number eight movie for sure. Well, I have to agree to disagree on that one, sir. You also didn't include 13 hours in your, your shit, so, I mean, who are you to judge? Oh, this motherfucker here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's really that... It, there's, it's just something about that movie that really just holds it back for me. And, like I said, man, I'm, I'm watching these war scenes, and I just, other than the guy that just had his baby, I don't give a shit about any of those other characters. I really don't. When the dude died, what? when the dude died, the one that had the baby, I was like, oh, fuck. 
I mean, that, I care for him. But if you're going to do some time with, and introduce other characters in the movie, then you better give them some, some depth. You better give them some development to make me care for them. Otherwise, it's just throwaway characters. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with the fact that some of them needed better development for me to care about them, but you got Sam Elliott in there. He's the hard-ass lieutenant, so you already know his character. That, that's all you need to know is he's the hard-ass and he's going to get the job done. What did and then they, you had... Uh, what were they going to call him at, in, in that movie? And he was like, if any of y'all call me that, I will kill you. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Sam Elliott. I mean, the best part is when that private was like... <laughs> Great day, huh? How the fuck do am I supposed to know it's the morning time? <laughs> Sam Elliott. Or when he said it or when he said it was a beautiful day. What are you some G D weatherman now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Sam Elliott in that movie. He was good in that one, man. he was good. What's your number eight? I got number eight as American Sniper. Overall, it was good. I have several problems with this movie. Uh, the biggest one is, now who the fuck going to be talking on the phone in the middle of a firefight? Two different times he did that. Very, very dramatized. Yes, there was so much Hollywood spin on that, man. It was like, you know, I don't even know. And then it just, it's like two movies. You got him when he was in the service, and then when he gets home, and then all of a sudden he's, trying to help veterans and it doesn't even show the transition or anything really to me no it don't but i will tell you uh bradley cooper knocked this motherfucker out the park he was so I, good at acting on this one i will absolutely agree with you he was the obviously he's the main character but that was the the best part of the entire movie that dude completely took over that role yeah i believed it 100 percent on that but th those few issues and, you know, I came into this, I was thinking that would be, like, number one or number two. Really? I had, watched it I had watched it before, and I was like, it's a good movie. But then I actually watched it, watched it, and I was like, yeah, not so much. Uh, the biggest issue that I have with it, it just feels like a collection of scenes. And uh, they give some character development to his wife at the very, the, you know, when he first meets her. They have some, some scenes together. But after that, all she is, I mean, that's all she does is is cry from the rest of the movie. And nag. And nag. That's all she does. I can understand uh, the how it could be for her being a spouse. But I don't feel like they did a good job portraying that in the movie. It, it really came across as nagging and kind of annoying her character in, in that movie. Agreed, sir. So number seven for me is Black Hawk Down. So I gave it four stars. It was directed by Ridley Scott, came out in 2001. Uh, there's unrelenting action in this movie from 40 minutes until the very end. It's, it's almost kind of exhausting how much action is in this movie. And that's a weird thing to say, I understand, but like, but it, it's really about pacing for me. And when you're just, it's nonstop action, it feels like the pacing's off. So that's one of the issues is, is the pacing. 
Uh, I'm not a big fan of the desaturated uh, color tone in the movie. You know how it's like real like dark and gray? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, and you can't really tell some of the characters apart. That's a, basically my only two complaints of the movie. Uh, the action does feel a little bit samey as you watch. It does feel like you're watching the same scene over and over again. Uh, but if you're talking about just pure war movies and feeling like you're in the heat of the action, uh, this is one of them because the, the action sequences are chaotic. Uh, it does feel like you're in the middle of the battle. And uh, I love the camera work and the character development is probably the strongest part of that entire movie. I, I was kind of surprised with how much character development was actually done and how much I actually cared for multiple of those characters. And then, I don't know, it may, maybe it's just the American in me, but every time, you know, something would happen, I'd be like, bruh, it fucking hurts. It hurts me in my American heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I agree with everything you said on that. I, I like the movie. A uh, little nugget of information. You remember, I don't know if you remember the uh, guy, uh, John Grimes, that like the movie you went kind of portrayed after in that. It mm -hmm. was like his story. His actual name is John Stevens, but it was changed in the movie because uh, right before the movie was made, he was convicted of raping his seven-year-old daughter. What? Yeah, I believe that. That was crazy as hell, man. So they changed his name to John Grimes. Well, I mean, what's the point of doing that? Because they could just look it up. Hey, man, it's Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, I probably would just change the just made it a different character completely. Yeah, I, probably so. I mean, but it's based, it, that's it's, probably it's, better than just changing the name. It's based off his story, so I'm guessing that's why huh. that's the only thing I can come up with. Uh, what's at number seven for you? I got seven is Fury. Oh, okay. All right. I liked it, but it was a good movie. I have two complaints about it. Some of the pacing was way off. It was a little slow on times. I think they spent way too much time at the beginning when they got that new tank, uh, that new, I don't know what he was. He was uh, in the front office, and they put him in the tank with him. Yeah. And it's the very first war scene, and he, he wants them to shoot that uh, – the German. Mm -hmm. I think they just spent way too much time on that. I don't. I don't know. I, di I didn't like it. I didn't like when they were in that house in that town and they, he was banging that chick. I thought that was so strung out. And the way the other guys from the tank acted at that table, I just I just don't know if that would have happened. I don't know. That's the only reason it didn't make it higher up because it has some kick-ass scenes, especially that end when they're uh, defending that last little house. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an it's an intense. Uh, I don't know, last forty-five minutes of that movie. It was, I was like, "What the hell is going to happen next?" You know, do they get away? Do they not? So I slightly agree with you on all those points that you made. Slightly. I think, yes, they could have cut those scenes a little bit shorter because I think they did draw them out a little too much, especially the ending, you know, when they're they're showing the tank and they're just doing a uh, drawn-out shot where they're kind of zooming out slowly. I mean, they could have cut that by, like, fucking 10 seconds. 
at least. So, I mean, there are definitely some scenes that they could have chopped a little bit better and made them a little bit quicker. But I disagree with you on the fact of those scenes completely because I actually love those scenes. The scene where he they want him to shoot the, the German, I think that is very, very pivotal for that character in that movie because the entire movie is about, if you look at it from him as a character, the, the young guy, it's about how he starts the war and he doesn't want to do any of that. He doesn't want to kill. He doesn't want to do any of that. And he fights it for the longest time. And then eventually, you know, someone dies because he didn't uh, do his job, right? And then it just progresses from there. And, hey, he finally becomes one of the boys. And, you know, this is the best fucking job ever is what he says. And it's just kind of, I think this movie is more about him than it is about, you know, Brad Pitt's character. So I think that scene is very pivotal pivotable pivot to i can't even fucking say the word it's uh it's great for the movie <laughs> <laughs> uh, i can't even fucking say the word today fucking getting tongue-tied uh, damn now the scene in the house i think it's a little too long like you said shout out but i think it it works for me because it really builds a relationship between brad pitt's character and the the young guy because I think that's right when that young guy really starts feeling a part of the group is when Brad Pitt actually kind of takes care of him a little bit instead of being a hard ass. But, but as hard ass as Brad Pitt is, man, you think that some bitch would have let somebody lick his fucking eggs? I don't think so. <laughs> like I, I, I agree with you. I think some of it was kind of, kind of just a little too much. Like, like you said, he wouldn't have eaten the eggs. I don't think. But. I also think that Brad Pitt would have said some other stuff. Like, his character would have said other things to them. Like, he would have went off on them. And we didn't really get that. I'm telling you what. If I'm in battle and some bitch licks my eggs, we're going to have some problems. And that's what the motherfucking dude had. He had a fucking problem with them uh, giving the eggs to the uh, other people. Well, that bitch don't be licking my eggs. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I I like that scene. I just think I think it's a little too long, and I think that they actually have some decent tension in that scene. The issue, the one issue that I have with that scene, is it feels unresolved. It just feels like they have tension for the sake of tension, and it it, it goes unsolved. And before they solve and talk it out or anything like that, it's hey, we got another mission, and then they just end the scene and go. So that is my only issue with that scene. Everything else about the movie, absolutely love. That'd be the top movie of all time, man, if Eddie Murphy was in there. It'd be like, motherfucker, you come over here trying to take my cornbread, there's going to be some consequences and repercussions. (laughs) 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 That would have been epic. Best movie of all time. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you. I'm going to have to watch it again. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Part of my, uh, part three of my shoot for you about to jump off in this motherfucker. You come over here with my comrade. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk a little bit more about Fury in, in just a minute because it's it's a little bit further up my list. At I, no- figured it would, I, I figured it would be higher on yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. At number six, I got 13 hours. Now, one of the issues with the movie, and we've talked about it on, I think, the, the review for Lone Survivor, or was it last week? I can't remember. We, we've talked about it recently, about the difference between Lone Survivor and 13 hours is 13 hours does not feel authentic. It feels like they didn't really give a shit about who these real people are. It just, it feels Hollywoodfied. And that is the biggest issue with that movie, in my opinion. Uh, it's wildly entertaining. I mean, it's two hours of nonstop action. Uh, but they still find some, some small moments for character development, which is nice. And uh, uh, the action doesn't feel repeated like, uh, like Black Hawk Down, where some of the scenes, the scenes feel the same. Uh, this actually feels like different scenes over and over again. And I don't like Michael Bay's humor that he puts in his movies. So I don't like the humor in this movie. So those are my only two complaints is the authentic feeling of the movie or lack thereof and, and the humor, everything else. I mean, it's a great action movie. Um, and it's, it's, if you look at just from a war, like scene standpoint, uh, they do some great war scenes. But again, the one thing that holds it back a lot for me is that lack of authenticity. I just want to point out for everybody on Patreon and that's listening to this, that he, he shit on Black Hawk Down because it had too much action. But this movie has the same amount and it's better. I, I, I did not say it had too much action. I never fucking said that. You sure did, sir, when you said Black Hawk Down. I no, what I said was there's so much action that it doesn't feel different from scene to scene. And when 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 they do when they don't choreograph their scenes uh, properly or or good, it feels like I'm watching the same scene over and over and over again, and that's exhausting. That's like saying your woman has titties are too big. They're, they're exhausting. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have never fucking said that before. <laughs> 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 I'm just telling you what I heard. <laughs> I, I am not, I repeat, I am not saying there is too much action in these movies. Not fucking saying it. What I am saying is the scenes feel the same from scene to scene. And that is the biggest difference. That's why it's at number seven versus number six is those scenes feel the same. Whereas this Michael Bay film, it feels like I'm actually looking at different scenes throughout the movie. Just me. Mm -hmm. What's your number six? Yeah, we'll go on because I, I had one more thing to add to that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, bring it up. All right. So you say that it's scene after scene of the same. So Black Hawk Down takes place in a, a square block of a city. So you're going to see a lot of the same stuff. 13 Hours takes place at two different compounds. So you see the same shit over and over. I, I understand where you're coming from but that still doesn't make the movie better or worse. I mean, it, make the, uh, it doesn't make Black Hawk Down better because it had uh, less square footage of shooting. That, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
This guy here is trying to get me to do the fucking square root of a, of a city block. According to my calculations, pi is 3.14. This dude's so fucking salty. <laughs> it was hot today. <laughs> oh, it, it fucking was. I got that swamp ass. Okay. <laughs> Damn. My blood sugar was down. <laughs> <laughs> I got that hypoglycemia. Man. <laughs> What's your number six? Hey, totally off subject. What was it that Tina called it that one time? What? Uh, the diabetes. She she said a word to me one time. And it was funny as hell because it, it didn't sound like anything else. I can't remember what the hell it was. Oh, I don't remember. This motherfucker, he remembers. He ain't saying it, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get me on uh, recording. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, my number six was uh, Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. Ooh. And I will say this. I don't really have any real big problems with that. We reviewed that movie extensively. So it's not like it was a terrible movie. It's a long movie. It and it made number six just for the fact that I probably won't watch it again. Just because it's so long. It's a lot of time to invest well, in a movie. I think... <laughs> this guy is long shaft. <laughs> I you know, when you when you originally when you just said it was at six, I was like, whew. Uh, I mean Hmm. That's a that's a little too low in my opinion uh, for that movie. But when you when you go from a from what you just said about it being too long, shout out. I I completely understand with you. I think the pacing does drag down a little bit in that movie, which holds it back for me uh, in my rankings as well. So I, I will agree with you on on that. But I will say the first opening scene when they're landing on the shore on D Day, probably. The best war scene out of every movie I've watched. Oh, absolutely! I think if you're if you're looking at if you're looking for a movie with the best war scenes, this is probably number one. The beginning yes. and the end have the best war scenes. Uh, number five for me is going to be Fury. Uh, it, it makes my top five. Uh, I actually just finished watching it today. Uh, I gave it four stars. Uh, I just, I love the characters. And that's really what brings it uh, to my top five are, are the characters. I like uh, John Bernthal uh, in this. I love uh, Shia LaBeouf. I mean, I don't normally like him in a lot of movies, but he's actually pretty good in this. Uh, Brad Pitt. I, I like Brad Pitt in a lot of movies. Uh, just, I think they did a great job of showcasing like how war changes someone. And I've already mentioned that earlier about the, uh, about the new kid. Uh, I love the set design, the costumes, the score is decent. Uh, but the, but the chemistry and the characters are really what sends this movie to number five. And then like Josh said, it has some kick-ass war scenes in it. I mean, out of all the movies that are in my top 10, do we have work? Do we have tanks fighting each other? No. I mean, we have some tanks in Saving Private Ryan but that's not the main focus of the movie, right? This is just tanks, fucking badass. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to, like, be in a damn uh, 
to look at a damn World War II tank just to see if it was. I mean, can you imagine those guns going off in that? It didn't look like it had in, any insulation. I, I bet you those bitches were dead as hell after a firefight. But you're probably not wrong. <laughs> because all they had was that little leather cap mm-hmm. on their head. And I was like, man, that's a big-ass gun to be firing inside there on top of 50 cals. Right on top of the, uh, you know, the big missile gun, whatever the hell that is. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not called missile gun. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to guess, I don't think it's a missile gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's a red rocket. <laughs> well. <laughs> wow. Out <laughs> into the show. I'm, I'm, I'm not against it. But <laughs> uh, what's your number five, sir? I think this is gonna uh, take you by surprise. I got Braveheart down as number five. Oh, 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 oh! We were gonna fucking talk about this one. <laughs> fucking number five, dude. It's fucking dude. four days long. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say that it's a horrible movie. It's a great movie. It had great fight scenes in it. It had some stuff that needed to be explained better. But overall, it's lower because it is almost four damn hours. Man, That I is not something I'm going to watch over and over and over. You and Dad must have a lot of time on your hands to watch a four-hour <laughs> movie over and over again. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at the the top four, and you've taken two of my top four out of out of the equation. So I'm like, dude, you better have some fucking good movies in that top four. Because, <laughs> <laughs> whoo, that's going to be crazy. Uh, wow, Braveheart at number five. And that's strictly based that there's four other movies that are shorter run times that I like better. It's not saying that Braveheart's a bad movie. It is just too damn long. It, it is I, a long movie, but I feel like if you're going with the... Here, here are the rankings for best pacing. Patriot is number one. Number two is Braveheart. And then I think Pre- Saving Private Ryan is number three as far as pacing. I'm trying to look, make sure I'm looking at all my movies right. Yeah. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan would be number three. If you're going off which movies that are long, that don't really feel long. Shut up. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel that long. Oh, <laughs> So number four for me. Uh, so here's, so we're jumping into the top four. To me, my top five is head and shoulders above everything else. It's number one. And then I'm telling you, there's a small space between number one and number two. And then there's like a decent size between two and three. And then more decent size between uh, three and four, if that makes any sense. So number four. Yeah, because do what? My, my one and two, I, I think, could be interchangeable. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. But I'm going with the one that has, has been, you know, the one that I have nostalgia for and I've been watching since I was a kid. Though, not, I'm not going to spoil anything. Number four is Saving Private Ryan for me. Uh, and 
like Josh said, we've already reviewed it. We, we spent an hour talking about that movie. So you can go check out that review in more in depth if you have not. Uh, I love the action sequences. I think, like I said a minute ago, if you're looking for the movie with the best war scenes, Sam Private Ryan is number one. It has the two best war scenes out of any of the movies. I'm trying to think. Yeah, the two best war scenes, the beginning and the end. And it's just the pacing is off, and that's why it's a number four. I can't argue with that, sir. I cannot argue with that logic. My number four was Black Hawk Down. Oh, man. I I really enjoyed that movie. You know, it was very fast-paced. It, it, I mean, I get what you're saying. There, there's a lot of action, and it's back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. But I think it was just to show how intense it was for them on the ground there. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, it had a, a few a funny moment or two in there when that dude was like, don't shoot near my ear. And then he blasts off that machine gun right <laughs> yeah, next to right. his ear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But it was just, uh, you know, how easy it is to, I don't know, I guess during war and conflict, everybody gets, gets, gets confused. And those two got left behind. Mm-hmm. Because that, that, uh, I can't think of that dude's name. He played in Pearl Harbor, but he uh, just got promoted. He just got promoted. And, you know, he's trying to be the best squad leader he can be. And he, you know, he dropped the ball, but. Totally forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I, I think that could happen. You know, I, I enjoyed that movie. Well, so that's, that's a fair point. I, I don't disagree with any of those, those things you just named. I, I really can't. The only thing that really holds it back for me is. And it's not because the action, I mean, I'm all about action. I fucking love action movies. It's just the scenes feel the same from scene to scene. That's my only complaint. At number three for me, and to me, this top three is is like the legit top three. These are the movies that I can watch on a regular basis. I can watch multiple times and not have an issue with it. Like Saving Private Ryan, I'm going to watch it again. I love that movie, but it's not something that I'm going to put, you know, hey, I just want to randomly watch Saving Private Ryan. That's, that's not one of the things. And number three for me, Lone Survivor. I think it has, and we also reviewed this as well, so go check out that review if you have not listened to it. I think it has some great action sequences. I think it's super fast-paced. Now, the biggest difference between Lone Survivor and what you just mentioned, Black Hawk Down, there's almost what an hour and a half of an hour, hour and a half of action and Lone Survivor, right? Yeah, I can't believe you scored it so low. I'm really surprised on that. Uh, it's only because of the, the top two. <laughs> uh, the biggest difference between those actions, and it, it's almost the exact same thing, where it's it's over an hour of action, but I'm getting better action. If that makes any sense to you. Uh, I'm not getting the same action sequence over and over and over again. The characters that they have developed in the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes of the movie makes you care for these characters in the later portion. And it really keeps you invested in that movie. And I just, I love how authentic that movie feels. I mean, they put real life veterans in the movie. I mean, Marcus Luttrell's in the movie. It just feels like they made that movie in remembrance of the soldiers that lost their lives. Whereas 13 hours, 
they just wanted to make a Hollywood blockbuster. And oh, man, that's the first time I can't argue with anything you said. I'm I'm trying to give you a reason that it's at number three versus like number two. And the only reason that I can give you is the fact that I have watched Patriot. Oh shit. I've watched these other two movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, by the way. <laughs> this guy says, fuck it, I'm giving away all my money. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason is I have watched these other two movies for a longer period of time in my life. Number three is a fucking great movie. If you have not seen it, go see it. Go check our review. Um, again, we spent 45 minutes to an hour talking about Lone Survivor in detail. What about you, sir? You are going to not agree with this at all. We Were Soldiers is number three. And let, yeah, let, let, damn. Let me, uh, let me explain there, sir. I know that's dumbfounds you. Hold on, mine is at number eight, and yours is at number three. Jesus. See, I on the other hand thought it had good character development because I got the so I got a uh, Mel Gibson's character, I got the younger lieutenant, I had the private, I had the uh, whatever Sam Elliott was. He was either a lieutenant or a sergeant. <laughs> he was funny as hell. I know that. Yeah, and I just thought it was a. Uh, I cared for the characters. I mean, it, I was like, oh, man, that's some bullshit when uh, the, the young lieutenant died that had the kid. Yeah, yeah, I, I did feel for him when that happened. And but it was one of the – I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the, the moment that uh, Mel Gibson's wife went to, you know, his wife's uh, house to give her the note, and she was like, oh, we have another one to go to go give out. And then the look on her face when she when she realizes that yes, there is a card, but it's for her, dude. I gotta say that was that was one of the the most powerful scenes in that entire movie. Like just a, I, a phenomenal sequence uh, scene. I agree. Uh, and if you'll notice, this is the only movie out of all those that we watched that actually shows an insight into what it's like for the family when all these guys are deployed and in war conflict mm -hmm. it was the only one I, I thought it was amazing how it was done how hard it is on the women to you know they had to stick together because that's all they have because usually you know i don't know if a lot of people don't know but on the army base just about the whole damn base deploys yeah whenever they go overseas so i mean there was a bunch of times when we were growing up and dad deployed where like mom and all the other wives would have to jump in and they were our scout leaders at one time mm -hmm. during a uh, desert storm. So I really liked the aspect that they showed that, but I appreciated that they showed the point of view of a leader and his hardships that he faces. You know, he's bringing these guys in. He knows a good portion of them could possibly die. And everything depends on his couple of, you know, his choices. And then it throws you into a loop because it shows you the Korean general having the same hardships, you know. 
And some of the uh, fighting scenes were just epic, man. Uh, when those troops got pinned down, I felt the, the fear in those guys. It was portrayed very well. That That's why it's such a top movie for me. I really cannot argue with any of those points you just made. The only thing that I can say is I wish I had more from some of the other characters to care for them. The the Like I mentioned, the main characters in that group, I really did care for them, and I really did enjoy those action sequences. It's it's like I want more from the movie. That's that's really all I want from that movie. I just want more of it. I could agree with you. Uh, I'd have definitely liked to have seen some character development more on the uh, the black soldier that they were following. And, the only uh, insight you really got from him was from his wife. Yeah. And I absolutely agree with you. I love the aspect that they went back to the base and they were showing the the wives and stuff like that. I think that is, again, like you said, I didn't really realize that until you said it. That's the only movie that really showed how the families were dealing with them off in war. And, you know, him being a leader, I thought they did great with Mel Gibson's character. I, I thought they did fantastic with him. I really did. It's just the minor characters that really pushes that movie down a little bit for me. And I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I was falling asleep during this movie. Not because it was boring, but I was just tired at work. So that may affect my score a little bit. So I'm just going to leave that there as a disclaimer. Disclaimer away, sir. <laughs> I'm a, I'm in suspense. I don't know what your number two was. <laughs> it's motherfucking Braveheart. What else would it be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> fucking Braveheart, sir. Ah, there, there's not another movie like Braveheart. For a movie that is almost three hours long, like I said, the pacing, it, it, can, be, it can be improved a little bit. But for the most part, I want more in that movie. And it's at three hours long. Again, we reviewed this movie in depth. There's another hour-long review for that. Go check it out, please. And get our... I mean, we dive into the nitty-gritty stuff in that movie. I want more from that movie. I think that movie could be three and a half hours long, and I would still enjoy it. I, I want more from that movie, and that's the only complaint that I really have with it. I gave it five stars. I think it's one of Mel Gibson's best movies. I think... The, the action sequences are, are amazing. I think they did a great job with character development throughout the movie. Uh, and then that, 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 that ending has always been one of my favorite endings in any movie of all time. That last 40 minutes is just so damn good. And then the iconic lines. I mean, like we said in our review, sometimes I just wanted to, I, I wanted to, go, I wanted to go fight. Uh, that dude got me pumped up. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, I can't argue with none of that. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie, and the only reason it didn't score higher is because it is so long. And like we talked about in the review, I think it should have been a miniseries. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason it's, it's lower on my list is simply because it was too too long for something that I would watch on a constant basis. I, I used to watch this movie with Dad all the time. Anytime he was watching it, I was right there watching it with him. I, I just, this has been, this was one of the, the handful of movies in my childhood that I watched 
on a regular basis. I mean, this movie came out in 95. I mean, I mean, I was probably, I wasn't much older than that when I started watching this movie. I just, I fucking love this movie and I, I got to blame dad for it. I really do because I've been watching this since the very beginning and it's just, it's a phenomenal movie. Love the characters, love the score, love the story. I, I mean, it sounds like I'm jerking this movie off, but that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> I'm getting pretty horny over here, and I didn't even make a movie. <laughs> My long shaft is showing. <laughs> oh, long shanks. <laughs> What's your number two? I want to start off with this. Number two and number one could probably be a tie for number one. But there's only one reason number one got to hit a number two. Only one. I, number two for me is Patriot. I, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this dude is, he, he, it's like you're breaking up with me. You're trying to, you're trying to compliment me, but you're also putting me down at the same time. <laughs> it's you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I already know where this is going. So why, why is it number two? Man, the only difference between I'm gonna give away number one if I tell you why. It's okay. right now. Okay, so well, I, I'll leave that out. It, it's number two because it is an awesome movie. I've watched this movie a million times. It never gets old. It is paced phenomenally. It's probably the best paced war movie of all of them. It has excellent fighting scenes, man. Excellent fighting scenes in it. I can't fault that movie at all. I, I don't know where I could fault it. Uh, every scene in that movie needed to be there because it, it helped the story along. And I'm telling you, number one beat this out just by a couple of details. And that's the only reason it's number two and not number one. But it's totally a number one movie. Well, if I didn't already spoil it already, numero uno is The Patriot for me. I have been watching this movie ever since it came out in 2000. Uh, This was one of mom's favorite movies of all time. Uh, I think it was one of dad's favorite movies as well, if I'm not mistaken. But like you said, from top to bottom, it's two hours and 45 minutes. That's a beefy runtime for a movie. Uh, but that is one of the quickest movies ever. I, I never cared about what the, what the time was. It's just from beginning to end, it, it's absolutely perfect. It is the, uh, I would, I'm not going to say the absolute perfect movie on this list. Patriot, Patriot and Braveheart are the two perfect movies on this list. I don't think they could have run, really done anything better to make that movie any better. And I'm telling you, number two and number one for me, it, it, it's a small margin, very small margin. But I got to go with the movie that, to me, the only difference between the two movies is the pacing is a little bit better in The Patriot versus Braveheart. Ready for my number one, sir? Go right ahead. I already know what it is. Go ahead. What is it? What is it? Since you know uh, every damn thing. I'm going to go with a Lone Survivor? Uh, no, sir. Actually, it is what? Platoon. Platoon? Platoon? Nah, I'm just fucking with you. It's Lone Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, this motherfucker right here told me that movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was like, I'm about to hang up this damn phone. <laughs> yeah. Man, you, you got me on that one. You got me on that one, dog. Matt, the only reason this made 
number one. That's why I say it could be number one or number two with the Patriot is, I don't know, it invested me so heavily in this movie, and I just felt like I was there with them trying to cheer them on. But we both know how it ended. You know, this movie gave me nightmares. It was so realistic. That's the only movie that I can think of in a, since I was little that actually gave me nightmares. Um, it, it did, just the authenticity of it. Yeah. I mean, I can't fault you for putting it uh, high. I, I just don't know. Uh, uh. I mean, it's a close tie, man. It, the only reason it made number one is because of the authenticity and it was so it had me so hooked on this movie that I mean, you know, to have nightmares about it. I've never dreamt that I was in fucking seventeen eighty nine. So that's fair. That's fair. That's a fair point. The action sequences uh, in Lone Survivor are better than the Patriot. I, I will give uh, I will give it that. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, that was the time that was going on is the time I was in my 20s and stuff. So it's really, you know, to the front. I know I remember hearing the news articles on it. So I think that's why it, it, it resonated so well with me. Mm-hmm. This, this, you, you, uh, you attach to the story a little bit better. Yes. And, and again, that could be because we actually grew up in this time versus, you know, the, the American Revolution. Uh, but also because we actually had, you know, Dad and Larry overseas during this time. Yes, sir. So, uh, I mean, you're still a dick for putting it at number two, but i can't fault you for for liking for loving the lone survivor I, I think that is a truly phenomenal movie and out of all the movies that one does feel the most authentic i i will absolutely agree with you on that but there's our list uh do you have any other uh i'm, I'm curious sir what uh one final question for you which war did you gravitate most or did you did you like versus I was going going into it, what was your favorite war? Uh the Vietnam. Totally was down with the Vietnam. But I'm here to tell you, we were soldiers and the flags of our father were the only two that made the list out of all them Vietnam movies. They were so horribly done. I don't know if it's the age, because a lot of those movies were early nineties, late eighties. Wait, what, did you, what, what, what movies did you just say? Uh, Flags of Our Father. Flags of... That was not a, that was not a Vietnam War. Oh, that, that, was, that was true. That's My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> hey, man, you, this was, you, didn't, you should have gave me this question beforehand, so I've been prepared. You're like, <laughs> uh, who is Pythagoras and what was his theorem? So, yeah, out of all of them, man. I didn't know uh, I needed a history lesson to go get on this show. Yeah, damn, man. I'm, I didn't have a college degree. Shit. <laughs> I'm just a simple one. I'm Mississippi education over here. <laughs> oh, shit. You lucky I was able to count to 10. <laughs> <laughs> we know you have trouble doing that, huh? <laughs> I, had, I had to write it down. <laughs> 
you had to ask Maddie, hey, this is right, right? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, on second thought, why don't you just write them down for me? And I'll just fill in the blanks. (laughs) Hell yeah, I'll just tell you what happened. (laughs) So, yeah, you know, actually, like you so eloquently pointed out, I only have one movie on here from the Vietnam era. (laughs) Uh, the rest of them are all either, uh, Desert Storm to, uh, Operation Iraq Freedom, really. Yeah. And again, I think that has to do with, because we actually, uh, lived through that time. So it resonates with us a little bit more than the other war movies. But personally, a lot of my list is War Two. 1917, uh, Fury, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a few different ones on there. I mean, Defiance, it just missed my cut. That's a World War II movie. Uh, Flags of Our Fathers, which just missed my list. That's a World War II movie. Uh, I absolutely love World War II movies. I absolutely love them. There's just, to me, and this is going to sound like an ignorant American or, or whatever you want to call it if you're from a different country, but uh, to me, this is patriotism. There is just something about World War II to me that is like the ultimate American feeling. I mean, to have gotten bombed at Pearl Harbor like we did and then to rise up from that and have a a country come together and a president that was like, this day will live in infamy. And then we go back and, and yeah, we... You can say what you will about our tactics at the end of that, but to me, it does feel justifiable because of how fucked we got at Pearl Harbor. When we went and bombed Japan, to me, that was the ultimate American feeling. There are two moments in my life. There are two moments in my life that I feel the most proud of to be an American. One is that moment. Two, these are not in any particular order. This is just the other one. The other one is September 11th. You will never find another time that Americans came together than September 11th. Everyone was a fucking American when that day happened. And we all joined together. And I don't think we'll ever have a time uh, from now on that will be like that. So those are the two most American moments in my life. And I mean, hell, that's why World War II is one of my favorite favorite wars. Yeah, I agree, man. I can't... Uh, and there's just something about you, killing Nazis. I mean, I mean come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I just can't... You know, a lot of these people now that are 20 and 21, I would say, mm-hmm. were babies when 9-11 happened. And now they're full grown. And, you know, before that, we were all kind of like, oh, we're invincible. Nothing's happened. But, mm-hmm. you know, everybody that was alive and can remember exactly what they were doing on 9-11 and exactly Absolutely. how it felt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the vast majority of the people now don't understand that feeling. I mean, that was a horrible feeling to see. I want 2,400 people die in just a couple of minutes. I, uh, yeah, I remember exactly where I was 
what I was doing and how I felt when it happened. When it, when it initially happened, I was like, because I'm 11 at the time. So, or yeah, I was 11. Uh, and at the time I was like confused. Like I knew that was not a good thing that happened, but I was confused as to what was going on. What were the ramifications of what just happened? And then when I got home and that was when mom worked at the bank, if I'm not mistaken, I think dad was overseas at the time. I'm not hundred percent sure about that. Uh, but when, we, when I got home, mom and I watched the, the news and she kind of filled me in on what was going on. And then the subsequent days of just all the Americans coming together uh, at school, they would play that, uh, that song, uh, Proud to be an American. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Lee Greenwood. Yeah. They played that song on fucking repeat. And I'm telling you, man, there was never a more proud time to be an American than during that time. And like you said, that's one of our darkest times in U.S. history, but we all came together after that happened. Yeah, man. You you know, I had never seen so many dang – you couldn't even buy an American flag on 9-12. Couldn't buy one because nope. every last son of a gun had one on their car, mm-hmm. had one at their house, everywhere. You couldn't find a flag. So, yeah, that, that, that to me is why I gear more towards War II and these uh, post-September 11th movies. Because one, I was, you know, alive during that time. And I felt when those those towers got hit. And then War II is just my favorite just because I like, I like fucking killing Nazis. I mean, what's fucking better than that? <laughs> For real. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing I have learned about watching war movies. They are going to be good. Or they just gonna be shit. That there's really no in between on a war movie, sir. It's good or bad. And and like I told you, man, there's a fine line between character development and action. And a lot of those movies do not tiptoe that line properly. And they either give you too much character development, or they give you a lot of action with no development, with shitty CGI or bad acting. It's just there. Yeah, you're right. It's either good or it's bad. That and then, uh, you know, it's so easy to spot Hollywood putting their dirty little dick beaters in on the movie. Oh, absolutely. They're so easy, so easy to catch that in these. Yep. 13 hours is definitely one of those. And Fury, to some degree, I can see the Hollywood ness in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, American Sniper was the. I think the most atrocious for Hollywood being involved. Yep. I will agree with you. Well, do you have any other thoughts on uh war movies and review, sir? No, man. I, I enjoyed these 10, but I say everybody that's listening a hell of a lot of time watching some shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me ask you one, one last question before we cut out of here. Would you be up for another series? Or you're like, eh, I'm good with just random movies. Uh, you know, I kind of liked it because uh, this was the first time we've actually showed our differences in movie taste mm-hmm. on how these rank. I think it was a good uh, yin and yang to, you know, people can get a good, I don't know, feel for what's going on because our list did vary a lot. 
not as much as I thought they would have, but we definitely ranked stuff on what was better than the other very differently. Yeah, I think I think you and I only included like one or two, what, one movie difference on our list, and it was just where we put them on the list that was different. Actually, I had two movies on here that were different than than what you put on there. So, and that was amazing. yeah, I'd be down for it as long as it ain't something like rom com or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but guys, that's gonna conclude war movies in review. Y'all, let us know what your top ten is. Let us know what we got right, what we got wrong, where would you put your movies at? Uh, you let us know. Send us a comment on Facebook or go to patreon.com slash two game. Leave us a comment on there. Next week, Rambo in review. We start the series. We're going to watch the first one all the way till Rambo. What, what the fuck is the last movie name? Last Blood or something like that? I think it's called Last Blood. Right? Shit, I can't even remember. Uh, they they jacked it up because they did Rambo and then they did another Rambo like four or some shit like that. Yeah. They picked it all up. <laughs> it did. Uh, but yeah, we're going to watch all of those movies. So y'all be prepared for that. Uh, go ahead and watch them. And uh, I'm super excited to get back into into the Rambo series. It's a, it's a series I have not seen back to back to back ever. So it's going to be it's going to be nice to see all these movies uh on a week-to-week basis I, i've seen all the movies it's just i've never seen them back to back before man it's been many years since i watched one two and three it's gonna be good i'm ex- man i'm hoping it's not one of these i've built that up in my head after all these years right and then i watch it and it's fucking horrible i am praying that's not what it is i, I hope not but yeah, y'all be prepared for Rambo and Review. That starts next week. Josh, I appreciate you joining me today, sir. Uh, an hour and a half we talked about war movies. Damn it. Yeah, our longest episode as of yet. Watch uh, out. We have stamina. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that's ever lasted an hour and a half. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. That's going to conclude War Movies and Review. We appreciate y'all joining us for this series. Uh, let us know how we did. Let us know how we did on the reviews. Uh, if we missed any movies, let us know. Uh, appreciate y'all joining us, and we will catch y'all next week on another episode. Laters. Laters.